Welcome to the Scoop and Score podcast. A lot happening in the sports world. A lot. Uh, we got NBA playoffs going, coaches firings, uh, delayed po- or playoff games now uh, of just today. We're recording on Wednesday, uh, 26. Uh, injuries, preparation for the NFL season, but NFL season. But uh, we'll get into that later. First, I'd like to uh, welcome Cole Reha and Joe Crossdeck to the uh, podcast. How's it going, guys? Fucking great, Jacob. How are you? Good. Joe? Doing all right. Going all right. All right. Well, glad you guys are here. Uh, Going to talk about some uh, defensive rookies rankings. Um, but first, let's get to uh, some sports news. Sports news. Yep. Uh, NBA, uh, Bucks, and Magic get uh, postponed. Later on, they announced that uh, Nuggets, Jazz, Lakers, Blazers won't be playing and they're having a meeting tonight at 8 o'clock on what to do with the rest of the season. Uh, Joe, what are your thoughts about the uh, NBA playoffs kind of getting postponed right now? Well, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i for it, I guess. Yeah. Like, uh, and they're sitting out in solidarity with the stuff that would happen, went, went down in, uh, what was that, Wisconsin? Or? Yeah, Wisconsin, I believe. Yep, Jacob Blake shooting. Yep, and, uh, you know, we don't need to get too much into that, no don't need to get into politics here, but no. you know, I, I support their decision, do what they want to do, and I think uh, this is kind of one of those times where you can see the difference between the NFL, the NFL, or the NBA and the NBA PA versus, say, the NFL and the NFL Players Association. You know, kind of how the NBA listens a little bit more to their players and kind of takes uh, takes their word to. It actually listens, I guess, where the NFL kind of doesn't as much. Yeah, I'm with Joe. Like, it's a really tough subject to talk about, but obviously it needs to be talked about, and, you know, I don't blame the players one bit for what they're doing. Like Joe said, I don't really want to get too far into it. Just, you know, I think it's a good thing. I think if they have a pur- like, their purpose, they have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, they're just, just trying to voice, like, what needs to be heard. Yep. Good for them for using their platform. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into uh, some more NBA stuff uh, while we're at it. Pacers swept, and they fire Nate McMillan. 76ers swept, they uh, fire Brett Brown, and Pelicans fire Alvin Gentry. Uh, Riha, you're uh, pretty big into NBA. What do you think about those coach firings? The Nate McMillan one made no sense to me at all. It really doesn't. Like, he took a Pacers team that has, you know, pretty good players, but... And Victor Oladipo out for most of the season. Yeah, for sure. And then even Sabonis being out in the playoffs. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. they weren't going to. But I don't get it because they don't have superstar players, and he still took a team with a bunch of good role players, I'd say, maybe some stars. Sabonis, obviously upcoming star. Oladipo could be a star. depends on how you classify him. Mm -hmm. But that firing made no sense because he had a good season with a team like that. Yeah. He's kind of like the Thunder. Not, Not a lot of people would think that. They'd be, uh, what were they, fourth seed, fifth seed? Fourth, yeah, fourth or fifth. I think they were fourth, weren't they? Yeah. Because the Heat were fifth. Mm-hmm. No, maybe it was the other way around, but still. Still, yeah. Crazy. Uh, 76ers get swept. Brett Brown fired. Um, seven I, seasons there. That's actually pretty impressive. I'm surprised they kept it around that long. Yeah. I guess they were kind of trying to let him build, because they had all those number one picks with Embiid and Simmons. And then Fultz, obviously Fultz didn't work out, but mm-hmm. I think they wanted Brown to build his team, and obviously it's 
the shape it's taken, I don't, I don't think. I think it's the right decision to fire him. All right, would you agree with uh, them blowing it up? Blowing the team up? Yeah. Like trading either Embiid or Simmons? Well, it's most likely going to be Simmons. Uh, I don't know if I'd do that. Cause I don't know who you'd get to replace Simmons, you know. Yeah. Cause unless they get, like, some top picks, it'd be hard to do, though, I think. What if uh, they trade with the Pacers? Let's just say uh, these two organizations, like, try and help each other. They trade Ben Simmons to the Pacers for uh, Malcolm Brogdon and, let's say, like, a pick. I don't think I'd do that. Really? I think, it keeps, I think Simmons has too much potential still because he's really young. Yeah. I know he has some injury. Both concerns. rookie years. True. Yeah. <laughs> I said the potential's there, and if he can actually get a three-point shot, then he'd be like... I, we're not going to compare him to Giannis. I'll say a poor man's Giannis. Yeah. All right. Um, also, Luca. Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, all having breakout uh, postseasons. Obviously Lillard and uh, the regular guys, but these guys are going off. Um, out of those three, Luka, Donovan Mitchell, and Jamal Murray, are like all three of those franchise players, or do you think going off at the right time? I think Mitchell and Luka, for sure, franchise players. Yeah, Jamal Murray is the one I was kind of wondering Which to I'm, see what you say. I'm a lot higher on him now after watching this, though. Yeah. He's good, but I just never really saw, like, the flash, you know, the now he's crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. You see that layup he had last night, the 360 layup? Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like that in a game. Yeah, and he's just getting a shot whenever he wants, when they need it. I'm telling you, that, te- that Nuggets team, in a year or two, yeah. stacked. All the young players they have, uh, Michael Porter Jr. developing, yeah, might be a stud. If Bulbul plays like he did at the beginning of the bubble, mm-hmm. you know, holy shit, a pair of Bulbul and Jokic, uh, Jokic, Yoke, yeah, the Joker, Joker, down low. Ooh, those guys can both shoot, pass, they can do it all. I know Joe likes the Joker. Oh yeah, Nikola. Uh, Joe, you have anything to add to NBA? No, I. Uh, we just got internet back yesterday. We just got an internet yesterday, so I haven't really been able to catch up. Oh, Well, you'll be bringing the news next episode then, right? We'll see. You're chosen to go on a just binge. Yeah. <laughs> um, also in uh, NFL news, Earl Thomas released. Uh, we didn't talk about that last episode. No, we did not. Yeah. Earl Thomas released for fights. Could be other stuff going on. Yeah, uh, Rio, do you want to hear or say what you heard? Yeah, well, I heard like so. Earl Thomas got in a fight at practice. Obviously, it wasn't a good situation. The Ravens decided to release him. But what I've kind of heard was like Earl Thomas didn't really fit the Ravens system, as you could see from last year. Like, yeah, he showed flashes, the Hall of Fame player he is, but he's just. He didn't really fit that system. Yeah. And I think more or less the Ravens are trying to move on from him and get out of paying him some of the money. So they're kind of throwing things around like the fight at practice, the uh, leadership, player leadership committee mm-hmm. apparently they have. He was late wanted for a him, meeting. Yeah, wanted him out yeah. or something, which is supposed to be like a secret group that meets. But somehow that all that news got released to the public. Yeah. So I kind of like feel like the Ravens are trying to like portray him as doing all this stuff but really they're just trying to move on from him because he really doesn't fit 
what they're trying to do, I don't and, think. And plus with him having uh, misconduct leading to uh, his release, it resolves them of the $10 million cap it. That's huge. So, I mean, why not put that story out there if you can save $10 million? It's shitty for Earl Thomas if that's what's happening, but... But who was the guy on the, uh... They talked about on the Pat McAfee show, the Marlins old... Oh, uh, David Sampson. Yeah, he came out and said, like, they'd kind of portray players as doing all these things, kind of... You look better in the public's eye. Uh, and the fans aren't as mad when you release, like, a star player, like, mm-hmm. let's say Earl Thomas, you know? Yeah. Because he's probably a fan favorite there just because of the huge contract he signed and what he's done. Yeah, like uh, the Steelers last year, um, once they traded Antonio Brown to the Raiders, a lot more came out about Antonio Brown than any of us knew. Props to the Steelers for hiding that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, other news, Grant Delpit out uh, for the season with an Achilles injury. Sucks. Yeah, he would have been on our list for defensive rookies. Xavier McKinnon's having surgery for a foot fracture. Uh, David Montgomery hurts his groin in practice. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander got uh, charged with battery. His uh, dad's missing. Uh, got missing, and he went and found the guy that was, like, last with him. And, oh, he got charged with battery? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mackenzie Alexander, and then uh, who was the other Vikings cornerback that came over to the Bengals with him? Um, Trey Waynes. Trey Waynes isn't he out for the season now too? Oh, uh, I didn't see that. I guess. I think he got hurt. If I'm remembering right, some big losses there. Yeah, and uh, Bill Belichick impressed with Cam Newton. I saw that. I saw he's looking good. Yeah. I saw a report saying Cam Newton's sealed the deal. He's number one quarterback there. Joe, what are your thoughts about uh, Cam Newton? Oh, wow, he sealed the deal over Stidham. Good job. <laughs> yeah, but even Bill's going good. to the press. They're going to say he's looking good because they don't want everybody to, like, you know, burn the ship down because it's not Tom anymore. They want to have some sort of, uh, you know, unity going forward behind Cam. They want to make it a... I've heard they look better with Cam. Ooh. Sure I bet they do, but I still don't, you know. Just throwing that out there, I don't know. Where do you hear it's, that? I've, I've heard that from a, several. It's like a better Patriots team, people are saying. Maybe from, like, last year. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's based off of. But. Yeah. Okay, that'd be understandable then. Because our offense was not good. What, what if, though, Cam went back to MVP Cam? I would under Belichick's that. coaching. Might just have to grab a jersey of his. I'll believe it when I see it. All right, you guys ready to uh, start the rankings? Yeah, I'll go back to that Delpit injury quick. Yep. That sucks, because he was locked in as a starter, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really high on him coming out of college. I was pissed the Patriots didn't take him. They took uh, Kyle Duggar instead, but... just I wanted to see that secondary, like, all those guys are so young. Mm-hmm. It seemed like, you know, develop, and yeah. it would have been cool to see him play this year together, just to see how they all correlated together. And, yeah. But, yeah. Never good when an injury happens. Nope. Especially, Especially to a young yeah, prospect. Yeah, rookie. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, Joe, you have any news you want to touch up on? or? Um, well, apparently the Big Ten is eyeing some, uh, a few indoor stadiums in Detroit, Indianapolis, St. Louis, and one more. I can't. Maybe Chicago. No, not Chicago. I, Minneapolis. And I'm not a fan of that. Like to play potential games there? Yeah, potentially in the winter they're going to. Like their winter, spring, whatever season, they're gonna play in those few cities and just have all the teams travel there. Okay. Huh. 
I mean, that'd be no, better than nothing, though, you know. I guess, but I mean, it'd be. It's not. It's still not the same, though. I know what you're saying. Like that, and it's gonna. It's gonna kill so many of these athletic departments. Like we saw, Iowa had to cut four sports the other day. Yeah. Now, uh, now, if, believe it or not, Rutgers has more sports than Iowa does. Really? Yeah. That seems ridiculous to me. Hey, you know what? Well, the That's Big crazy. Ten's been, what? Big Ten is like historically a top tier kind of conference for uh, athletics. Like they have a lot of programs usually. Like compared to the SEC, the SEC usually runs in teens. Big Ten usually runs in the twenties or so as far as programs go. And you know, this year I think we're going to see a lot more cuts because if they're not, you know, playing at home or having being able to host events like Iowa's supposed to host the uh, is either college you know, championship meet or the Olympic trials or something like that next year, but now they can't for swimming. Mm, that's so terrible. I don't know, it's gonna, we're going to see a lot more of that, I think, coming up. Well, we will definitely uh, go to you for any Big Ten news, Joe. Our Big Ten insider, Joe Crostek, joining know. us here on this fine Wednesday night. You just need to make that your Twitter profile. Big Ten insider for the Scoop and Score podcast. <laughs> Big Ten Joe. Yeah, right. That'd be actually pretty badass. Uh, all right, let's get to our uh, defensive rookie rankings. Uh, this is based on impact, not overall skill. Um, but, yeah, I will go first. Number one, I have Kenneth Murray, linebacker for the Chargers. Uh, that's a one-week spot in the Chargers defense as linebackers. Uh, Murray has every physical ability to uh, complement the other guys like Bosa, Ingram, Derwin James. All that kind of stuff. And I think he's going to have a monster year, potentially lead them in uh, tackles. So I expect a big year out of him. Uh, Riha, you want to go with your number one? I had Kenneth Murray as well. Like you said, that was a weak spot for that team. And you throw him in there with all them Pro Bowl caliber players. I mean, that transition from college to the pros as a rookie, it's going to be so much easier. Mm -hmm. Just because, I mean, there's still going to be pressure on him. Starting in middle linebacker spot as a rookie, middle outside. I don't know what he's going to play. But there's sure. so many other spots that are going to get the attention off. Of him. Yeah, and like he's probably really a sneaky good year. Mm-hmm. Like I could see him hundred tackles easy. Yeah, uh, Joe, you're number one. Uh, I'm going with Patrick Queen, linebacker out of Baltimore. Uh, I think he's a strong all around kind of athletic guy. And I mean, the Ravens love to blitz, and he's already got enough help there. I think he's going to be. Uh, have a strong year this year with Baltimore. Good take. Good yeah, take. I do like that, Joe. That's an that's the same situation almost as Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Goes to a good defense. Mm-hmm. A lot of veterans on it. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, number two had uh, C.J. Henderson, Jacksonville's cornerback. Uh, Boye and Ramsey gone. I expect uh, Henderson to have a really good year and uh, kind of be looked at as one of those rising stars at the corner position. I mean, we already have some of those with. Uh, like Denzel Ward and Marshawn Lattimore, Marshawn Lattimore, Marlon Humphrey. Uh, I think C.J. Henderson's going to join that group. He, I mean, yeah, he looks really good. Uh, Reha, you're number two. I had C.J. Henderson as well. Wow, we're on the same page here. But you know everything you said, I agree with, and also like he's going to be a starter day one for mm-hmm. sure. Probably the number one corner. Yeah, and I mean he might struggle at first because rookie corners tend to struggle. You know, at the start of things, just getting a grip of everything. But he's all the potential in the world. And he's a freak athlete. 
four three forty. It's moving. Yeah. I think it's a perfect situation for him going to a team like this. It's kind of in a rebuild, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know he's going to come in there and play right away, get his reps, and he's going to get a good feel for it. Yeah. I like the potential. Yeah, uh, Joe, you're number two. Uh, my number two, I have. Oh, hold on, where to go? Uh, I got Kenneth Murray there. Strong player, strong defense. You know, kind of fills that weak spot that we had for Chargers. You guys talked about it. I mean, yeah. All right, we're all kind of on the same page here. Uh, number three had Clavon Kyson. Uh, linebacker for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Couple Jags guys. Yeah, back-to-back Jags. Uh, having him and uh, Josh Allen on both sides uh, for that uh, Jacksonville defense should result in big numbers for the both of them. Um, I think they help each other. Josh Allen was actually like secretly good last year, so I really think that helps Kyson uh, kind of take the pressure off him. And, I mean, there's not really any discussion for playing time. No, I like Jacksonville. Two young, explosive edge rushers. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville, I know, like, they got to be excited. Yeah. I know, like, a couple years ago they were excited. We're supposed to have a huge year, and obviously everything didn't work out. But all this young talent they have right now, they got to be excited just They're to building see. something. Yeah, just to see what the future looks like. Yeah. Maybe uh, the blow-up wasn't so bad. Yeah. Uh, Reha, you're number three. I had Patrick Queen. Joe covered him pretty well, and he's kind of like the same situation as Kenneth Murray. Uh, Ravens do have some good linebackers, though. I don't know. Ravens linebackers are probably better than the Chargers, yeah. I would say. But still, throwing him into a team like with an established defense is already good. Mm-hmm. And with the potential he has, I mean, it's a perfect fit. I mean, him, Murray, those are perfect fits, and I'm just excited to see what he does. Yeah. Coming off a big year at LSU. Totally agree. Uh, Joe, you're number three. I got Claymon Chason, uh, Ed Rusher, you know. I, well, I think uh, he's going to help him build a strong – I think they're maybe one or two more years away yeah. from having a solid top-tier defensive well, defensive unit overall. And I think uh, him and Jai are – I think they're going to be a strong building block for that coming in the next few years especially. Yeah, totally agree. All right, I'll just go to my number four, Patrick Queen. Uh, Baltimore just has a lot of playmakers. Um, that can only help Patrick Queen not only not have uh, the focus on him, but like with Calais Campbell in the locker room, Matt Judon, uh, Marlon Humphrey, you Spiral Thomas. Uh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's a good fit. Great great just atmosphere going into for a uh, rookie so yeah he's the way he's going to be able to play like he can cover he can you know he can make all the tackles you want him to mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a future pro bowler no it'd be like the same thing uh, his scenario is like uh, Devin Bush last year uh, going into an established defense and basically being able to make those plays and, and Devin Bush stood out last year mm-hmm. yeah, before, he had a great rookie year yeah, he was tops and defensive player of the or defensive rookie of the year. So yeah, uh, Riha, you're number four. Kind of a dark horse right here, but I had Willie Gay Jr. for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, all right. Out of Mississippi State. Tell us about him. So he goes into a Super Bowl winning team, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs linebackers really weren't that strong last year. No, that. I mean they were good. They held their own, but. 
think he had Ben Neiman playing there from Iowa, an undrafted free agent. Does Derek Johnson still play there? No, I think no. he's retired. Yeah. He might be 50 years old. <laughs> he's old balls. But, but and it, it's a good fit for him. He's a young linebacker. You know, a lot of people are high on him. Some say it might have been a steal. Mm-hmm. But he's going to come in and get immediate playing time. And getting playing time on a team like that, that's huge. Yeah. Especially like a Kansas City Chiefs team where the offense probably isn't going to be on the field that much just because they're going to be scoring. Quick playability. So the defense will be on the field a lot. So, I mean, he's going to get a lot of reps. But I'm pretty high on him. You're saying maybe lead the league in tackles? No, I'm not going to say that. But I was looking for a hot take. I'm just saying as far as impact-wise, he's going into a team with a weak linebacking core, Mm -hmm. and he's going to be a day-one starter. Okay. Uh. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Joe, you're number four. Uh, my number four, I got C.J. Henderson. Um, you guys talked about him. Like, a, you know, along with Chase on, I think that they're both going to be kind of the next steps, the building blocks for what's going to be a good defense down the road, and I think they're going to lean on him pretty heavily. Yeah, going to be a lot of opportunities with that young defense. Wish they'd just fire old Marone so they can... Yeah. Get someone else in there rebuilding him, you know. How does he still have a job? They must just see something in him. I don't know. Well, they fired their GM, and they're like, well, maybe that'll do the fix. Well, everyone's saying, like, he's on his lead, or, his, you know, this might be his last year, but what are they expecting? They're not going to win more than three games, I wouldn't think. Maybe they're waiting, uh, blame this next year on uh, him, and then after that they're like, oh, we might be good with uh, Trevor Lawrence. We'll give him to a new coach and oh, you don't want to start like, fresh. Yeah, I see what you mean there. Yeah, because I think that's what they or what they might be doing with uh, Matt Patricia, possibly what they did with uh, Alvin Gentry in the NBA. Kind of like, oh, we're we're not going to make the playoffs this year. Let's not play Zion in the fourth quarter, but dump it on Gentry, get him fired. It's a fresh start for the next year. Oh. Uh, my number five had Kyle Duggar. Patriots uh, safety for Lenore Ryan. Uh, Remember how happy you were when they drafted him? Oh, I was pissed. <laughs> and, and I'm not happy putting him on this list, but, I mean, there's got to be a plan, right? Bill Belichick drafted him for a reason, and uh, with all the sit-outs New England has, he's going to be forced to play uh, safety. Uh, Patrick Chung's out. There you go. That's his uh, kind of opportunity. I heard he's uh, They're thinking he might get punt return, kick return duties, too. Okay. Yeah, they said he was really good on draft night with that, so. Yeah, not happy about it, but you know what? You know, I think Belichick knows. He makes a lot of weird picks, you know, over the years. And if he picks someone like this that high out of a, was it a 1AA school? Yeah. Weird pick, but also Darius Leonard was a 1AA school right around the same pick. Oh. I remember how pissed off I was as a Colts fan yeah. when they drafted him. I'm like, you have all these other options. You pick Darius Leonard, then shit leads the league in tackles his rookie year. Yeah, I was pissed because uh, Del Pitt was on the board, uh, Winfield from Minnesota. I was like, what the hell are we doing? But, yeah, uh, Joe, give me your number five. Uh, my number five, I got Kyle Duggar as well. Hey, let's go. I think, uh, you know, playing next to Dante Hightower is going to – yeah, it's going to help him out, you know, a young guy kind of trying to learn. And playing alongside him is definitely going to help. And they're going to have to lean on their defense this year if they're going to want to do much, I still think. 
Yeah, I think uh, Hightower's sitting out, though. The whole year? I think so. Well, I'll be. Maybe not. I don't know. Hey, he's still got plenty of veterans, uh, the McCourty twins, stuff like that. I, I like your take. You know they'll have some no-name linebacker just have a breakout year this year. Yeah, take Van Noy's spot. And then he'll go sign somewhere else for $50 million next year. We did draft uh, two outside linebackers. Then you got that guy from Michigan coming back. Mm. Kind of stood out. Long blonde hair. Oh, uh, uh, Winovic. Chase Winovich. Yeah. Pretty good year last year, really. Yeah, for, a, what was he, second, third-round pick? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Rhea. Number five? Number five. I had old Chasen from LSU. You guys basically covered all of it. It's a young Jacksonville defense, and then pairing him with uh, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Two young edge rushers. Love the potential. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see. All right, let's go to number six. Had Ross Blacklock, D-tackle for the Texans. Uh, not a lot of uh, playmakers on that Texans defense. And uh, Blaymock or Blacklock uh, just fell short enough, like to them, or fell far enough to him that I mean, he could have been a, he could be a steal, first round talent, out of uh, where is he out of TCU? TCU? Yep. Yeah, so I'm excited to see him. They don't have, yeah, in a kind of shitty Texans defense. Yeah, and who are gonna learn under a JJ Watt knowing that D line? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. Uh, Joe, number six. My number six, <clears throat> I have Anton Winfield, safety in Tampa Bay. We're, we're doing AFC. Oh, shit. Yep, yep, yep. Party oh, foul. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where you was got, I at? You got to chug a beer now, Joe. Uh, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll skip well, Joe's six. We'll go to... I got to find it. Hold on. Unless that was your AFC six. I'm guessing that probably yeah. won, but I did the same thing. I put uh, uh, L.A. Ram on my AFC, oh. AFC, so. We'll just move down one. Uh, I'm going Michael Ojemudier, linebacker for Denver. Their cornerback for Denver. Uh, you know, I don't think he's not going to be the number one guy there, and that's going to help him, you know, kind of ease into the NFL. He's not going to have be going to go going against number one receivers right away. Joe, did you just put an Iowa guy in your top ten? Yeah, I don't like it as much. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm baffled right now. Yeah, me too. I do like the pick, though. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. All right. Maria, you want to give us your number six? Uh, my number six is Damon Arnett for the Oakland Raiders, a corner. He's out of Ohio State. Honestly, like, during draft night, like, he wasn't projected to be a first-round pick by any means. And they drafted him. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? And that was their third corner, right? Yeah, it was Ohio State's, I think, third corner on their mm-hmm. team last year. But, you know, I trust Mike Mayock. He must have saw something in him. And the more, like, I've been hearing out of camp and stuff, I think he might have been a good pick. Yeah. I think he's pretty raw. Like, I know he played a lot at Ohio State, but I think he has a lot of untapped potential. If they can get it out of them, then... Okay. Excellent. All right, let's go to uh, number seven. I had uh, Christian Fulton, uh, cornerback out of LSU, now to the uh, Tennessee Titans. Uh, Big-time corner, was big uh, when he came 
away from uh, LSU. And uh, he's going to a team that just lost Logan Ryan, who's still a free agent, crazily. Uh, but, yeah, great fit, and he gets to be with uh, defensive-minded uh, Mike Brabel, so I think he could really have a good season. Um, honestly, I'm kind of regretting not having him higher up in the list. But uh, Joe, you're number seven. Uh, my number seven, I got Logan Wilson, linebacker for Cincy. Okay. I think he's going to come in and kind of, I don't know, maybe not fill the exact hole, but uh, fill kind of a, a void we lost. they lost there with uh, those cornerbacks getting hurt or being out this year. Um, you know, he's a strong, athletic guy, and I think uh, I think he's going to do pretty well there early. All right. Uh, Rhea, you're number seven. Well, I had Kristen Fulton as well. And we I think they maybe got a steal with him in yeah. the second round. You know, I thought he should have been drafted higher than what he was. Uh-huh. And he's going into a situation in Tennessee where he's probably going to start right away, I'd imagine. Yeah, be least. the number two guy behind uh, Malcolm Butler. Yeah, well, they got um, Adore Jackson, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. I mean, he might be, uh, you know, the third guy coming in, mm-hmm. but he's going to see some good playing time. And coming off of the national championship at LSU, I'm assuming his confidence is sky high right now. And I like the pick. Yeah. Especially with that uh, sky-high confidence going into a Mike Rabel locker room. It's only going to be good things. It it would have to be fun to play for Rabel. It really would. All right, let's go to my number eight. I got uh, Joe's Mafia pick, A.J. Epinenza. I don't like it. With Shaq Lawson gone, uh, Epinenza's spot at uh, the end is definitely open. And I'm excited to see if he, like, outperforms his – is uh, NFL like combine debut or kind of scouting wise because he did not do well at the combine. We saw, I mean, we're from Iowa. We saw him play all throughout his years. All those Iowa fans were so goddamn high on him. Mm-hmm. Which he did have a good career, but I mean, saying Epinesa for Heisman might have been a little overkill, <laughs> but you know. But yeah, uh, I think Epinesa does uh, perform and perform. Um, Above expectations. Completely agree. Uh, Rehab. Disagree. <laughs> uh, Rehab, you're number eight. I had Jacob Phillips, the linebacker for the Cleveland Browns at LSU. Okay. Steal, I think. Third round pick, end of the third round maybe. He's going to come in. I think he's going to start right away. Where did you say he got selected? Third round. No, no I mean. Oh, no. Cleveland Browns. Okay. He'll come in. I think he's going to start right away, really. And I think, you know, he kind of. He performed really well last year, but he kind of took, like, a backseat, you know, to, like, Patrick Queen, and then you have, you know, Kaysen. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a stacked defense. I think, you know, I think they got a steal there. Right. I think he's going to come in and make an immediate impact. All right. I like it. Joe, you're number eight. My number eight, I actually have Willie Gay Jr. there, linebacker from KC as well. I mean, coming in to kind of address that maybe hole there at linebacker on the returning, you know, Super Bowl championship team. Uh, there's, you know, he's gonna have a pretty good year in that spot there. I think I, I, I don't see him having a whole lot of pressure per se, you know, on that team. And I think it'll be a, a good place for him to kind of grow into an NFL, you know, starter, star player. You know, good take. All right, might as well just go to my number nine. I got uh, Damon Arnett. Uh, Rhea dressed on him a little bit out of Ohio State. Uh, 
The one thing I do have a problem with, I don't see. I mean, he's probably the third cornerback now because they they had some big signings in the off season. Uh, they drafted a couple guys throughout the years, so I'm kind of worried about his opportunity. But talent's definitely there. We'll see if uh, John Gruden can give him that shot. Real? I think he's more like a project. You mm-hmm. know, they're they see potential, and you know, they're just going to try to get it out of him. Yeah, I kind of saw that with the uh, Jonathan Abram pick that they had last year too. Kind of a project. You didn't really. He could have. Did he start? No, he got hurt during a training camp. Yeah, I think he tore his ACL, maybe. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. Could be a really good young defense. I like how they're spending their picks, too, uh, from the Khalil Mack and Mari Cooper trades. Uh, Joe, give me your number nine. I actually had Damon Arnett as well. Um, you know, you covered it pretty well, and I think if he wins the starting job, I think he'll be he'll do all right there. All right. Rhea, you're number nine. I had A.J. Epinesa out of Iowa. I think a poor combine dropped his stock a lot. A lot. But I do think he's a lot better than what the combine showed. And I think if they would have had a pro day, then mm, yeah, this would be a completely different story. I think yeah. he would have been maybe a first-round pick. I don't know. I'm not saying he's that good, but I just think he had a poor combine, and I don't think that shows the type of player he potentially could be. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. You think yeah. he'll start right away in Buffalo? No. I don't know. So they lost? It's probably more likely since he was he was a four-year graduate, right? I think he left early. Three-year? Yeah. Mm. I don't know then. No, I'm excited to see it. It's a good fit for him, really. That's a good Bills defense. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go to uh, number 10. I had, uh, stay with me on this, Noah in Beijing. Out of Auburn? Yeah, out of uh, Auburn. Uh, Cornerback taken by uh, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I have him at 10. He is a first-round talent. Seen his film. Love it. Uh, But with uh, Xavier Howard... Byron Jones and all the other additions that they made this offseason, I think I, I don't see a lot of uh, if he, he gets opportunity, he's definitely just not going to stand out. So, But it's a good bunch to learn under. Yeah, definitely. I remember when he got drafted, we were watching the draft together, we were both like, what? I think even the analysts were like, whoa! Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of talented corners on the board, and once they started showing film of them, so I was like, okay, yeah, not bad. Uh, Joe, give me your number 10. My number 10. I have Carlos Davis out of Nebraska for the Pittsburgh Steelers. There it is. He's going to come in and blow offensive lines out of the water. He's going to be drowning in quarterback hurries. (laughs) Drowning in sacks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well... That didn't work as well as I thought, but it's a good idea. <laughs> All right. Wouldn't expect any piece. other take from uh, Joe. Husker Joe. Probably the second best defensive player taken in this draft. We'll see the next, the number one soon. Big Ten insider Husker Joe. That's right. All right, Reha. Nine number ten was Kyle Duggar. All right. You know, you guys touched on it, but I what I stated earlier about the Darius Leonard kind of comparison – I like that. He could be one of those guys that comes in, you know, small school, a gym, a diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. 
I trust Belichick. I think I think he knows what he's doing. Well, he might not know shit about picking for offense, but is he going to start right away though, Duggar? I would assume since uh, Patrick or yeah, Patrick oh, Chunk, yeah, out. you did mention that. And uh, I don't know his exact size, but I mean, is he? Could he be one of those guys that's like a safety linebacker? Can move up. I thought he was like. He's a pretty big dude. I thought he was. I know he's over. I thought he's like 210, 215. Mm-hmm. So bigger safety. Yeah, be one of those hybrids. Could be. You see a lot of teams moving more towards those type of players. Yeah, Derwin James. Uh, Jamal Adams. Isaiah Simmons now. Simmons. I think Simmons can play any position on the defense For besides D tackle. Yeah. He can rush. We'll get to him, though. Yeah, we will get to him. Uh, you guys have any honorable mentions? The only one I had was uh, Grant Delpit, uh, injured, so didn't make the list. Otherwise, he would. Yep, he would have been in my top ten if he didn't get injured. It sucks he got injured. But I also had Ross Blacklock, and I had uh, Raekwon Davis for the Miami Dolphins to tackle. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Joe, any uh, honorable mentions? Well, I mean... Help it, I guess, but you know, obviously the injury, everything can't put him in there. I, you know, he was in there, but he injury, no. I'm giving him a respectable mention. That's yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to do too, just because I think he is a great player, and I think he was undrafted as well. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we'll take a quick break and get to you with the NFC defensive rookie rankings. Stay tuned. And we're back. We're back. Love it. Scoop and Score Podcast. I just want to remind everyone that this podcast is sponsored by Raygun. Raygun has been widely known as the best t-shirt company around. Great prices, great people to work with, and helping with your orders. Go to their website to get your orders today. If you really want to scoop and score, go to Raygun. Alright, so now we are back to our uh, NFC defensive rookie rankings. Let's go. And, uh... This one is way easier than AFC. Way easier. Uh, more well-known guys. You don't have to really... Dive di- deep into these people. Like, mm-hmm. all, like, I like all the players in my AFC top ten. It was just harder like getting it more organized. To- yeah, very hard uh, structuring it. Uh, but this one was pretty well-known. Uh, I'm going to go with my number one, Chase Young. Uh, dude's a monster. Freak. Uh, could be better than the Bosa brothers. Out of uh, is Iowa State defensive NU? I think it is. I mean, mm, last lately, yeah. Last ten years, yeah, I think. Eight years, I don't know. How you want to? Yeah, no, I totally agree. They're definitely making a name for themselves. I feel bad for after uh, or for whoever has to uh, follow Chase Young, but now he's uh, with defensive-minded Ron Rivera. Uh, he has plenty of supporting cast to uh, take some edge off with uh, Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, oh, jeez. Alabama uh, D-Tackle. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name, though. Jonathan Allen? Yep. yep. That is correct. But, yeah, he... I mean... Is, are your guys' this number one, Chase, Chase Young? Yes. Maybe. How many sacks do you think he's going to get this year, Rio? Um, I'm not going to go too crazy, but, I mean, maybe crazy for a rookie. I'm going to say 13 and a half. That's exact. I was thinking 13. Yeah. you got to add that half in there. Yeah. But, I mean, he's he's a freak. And people are saying he's better than the Bosa brothers coming out. Mm-hmm. And the Bosa brothers are going to be, like, 
probably the best defensive ends within the next five to seven years, I'd say. Totally agree. And who knows how good Chase Young will be. Yeah. It's hard judging a rookie, saying he's going to be, like, this good, but, I mean, he's got all the tools in the shed, you know. He's, he's yeah. going to come out and I think he's going to wreak havoc right away. Yeah. Uh, Joe, what's your number one? Chase Young. How many sacks do you think he's going to get? A lot. <laughs> Any other uh, intake on him? or? Uh, he's a freak of nature, man. I don't, that's all you need to say. Well, you heard it here first, our Big Ten insider. Hey, shout out to all the Iowa fans who said uh, Epines is better than Chase Young. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> there can't be a lot that you're shouting out there. I'm sure there's I've actually. I've heard that so many times. Ugh. Last year, I don't know if everyone's just drunk, but... <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> tell you what, Riha. If you don't put Epines in your top five Heisman voting, then hell with you. <laughs> All right, let's go to number two. Uh, I have Isaiah Simmons, uh, linebacker slash safety hybrid uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. Doesn't matter what position. Uh, he's going to make plays, and Arizona is the place that he needs to be. Uh, they struggled defensively last year, and they were worst in tight end uh, defense. So I think putting him on a tight end is just a perfect fit. I mean, yeah. Uh, interested for the uh, two times a year that he faces Kittle now. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, Joe, you're number two. My number two, I'm going to go with Jeff Okuda, cornerback for the Lions. Um, you know, I like Simmons and all that, but I, I think uh, Okuda's going to have a bigger impact there on that Lions team. I think the Lions are primed to make a, not a big jump, but a little bit of a jump this year, and Okuda's going to definitely help out on that defense. Okay. Uh, Rio, you're number two. My number two is Isaiah Simmons, and I debated putting him number one. Because mm-hmm. I think... He's coming into an Arizona Cardinals team with a defense that is going to be severely underrated going into the year. I totally agree. You have veteran Patrick Peterson, who still really isn't all that old and still can play prime football. Buda Buda Baker just just got a huge deal. You got Chandler Jones. I mean, you had that piece at linebacker in Isaiah Simmons, but also they still have some good linebackers. Um, Devonder Campbell just got signed this offseason. Then they have... um, the hell's his name? Hicks. Hicks. And yep. then uh, Hassan. Uh, Reddick. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's really an underrated defense. I know their defensive line isn't all that stacked, but Simmons comes in there and you can move him anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. You can rush the passer, play linebacker. Oh, put him at nickel corner. Put him at nickel corner, even. I mean, put him at linebacker, he can run downhill. Put him at safety, he can cover over the top. You could put him anywhere, and just having a piece like that, I mean, that's going to make things so interesting. Okay. Uh, my number three, at Jeffrey Okuda, going with Joe on this one. Uh, they got rid of Darius Slay this offseason. Okuda's going to pick it right back up. Uh, he's so talented. One of probably the best corners coming out I've seen in a while. Um, Rio, what would you, like, I already have, like, a comparison in mind, but what would you uh, compare Jeffrey Okuda to, like, in the league? Um, I'm going to say another recent Ohio State guy, Marshawn Lattimore, maybe. That's exactly what I was thinking. He has, 
he's gonna look good. He is my number three as well. I'll just carry this on. You pair him. They just brought in Desmond Trufant, so I'm assuming those are gonna be the two starting corners. Mm -hmm. Really, not all that bad in secondary if those two. Yeah. I mean, I like it a lot. And the Marshawn Lattimore comparison, mm -hmm. pretty good. And also, is Ohio State defensive back you as well? No, they are not. LSU is. I mean, out of recent, you got Denzel Ward, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Malik Hooker, Jeff Okuda now. Um, I'm not going to say Eli Apple because we all saw how he's panned out. Not terrible, but. Wait, Hooker was out of Ohio State? Yep. Why did I think Indiana? Who was the safety that came out of Indiana then? I have no idea. He went to Indianapolis Colts. Hooker did. Hmm. I do remember that. But they could be D-back U, too. Mm, I'm still not buying it. But they are playing in the no, Big that's, Ten, that's so, I mean, it's easy to look pretty good in the Big Ten. Right, Joe? What's that? I said they are playing in the Big Ten, so it's pretty easy to look good in the Big Ten. But Well, you know, that, that kind of depends, I suppose. It depends <laughs> on the way you look at it, I think. I'm just giving you shit, Joe. <laughs> All right, give me your number three, Joe. My number three, I got Isaiah Simmons, safety here. So you guys know, you know, plays all-around athletic. But the reason why I have him at three, and maybe this is a bit of a leap, but, you know, something was nagging in the back of my head. Uh, you guys remember Jabril Peppers joining Cleveland, right? Yeah. All-around safety, could, you know, do it all. He's pretty strong, pretty fast. Uh, could probably play just about anywhere on the defense, except for maybe D-line, obviously. And, uh, you know, joining a uh, not-so-great Cleveland defense, and he hasn't, you know, really, you know, been crazy good. He hasn't, you know, I don't think he's made a all-pro team or whatever, and that's kind of something that was nagging in the back of my head there with Simmons is, you know, he's a all-around safe that can play, you know, a bunch of positions, but still joining a tough defense or a not-very-great defense. I don't know. I you know, I'm gonna have to see something here a little bit. I'm not as high on him as you guys are. I mean, I could easily be wrong, and I probably I could be, you know, all that. But that's just the first thing that popped in my head there, and I, it's kind of been nagging me. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's why we like having you on the podcast, Joe. You uh, bring a different perspective. You were thinking about Jabril Peppers. I was thinking about Derwin James. Uh, hey, you know what? You can also maybe throw players. like a Miles Jack in there too. Both. Yeah, they're kind of similar players. I know. Simmons is a lot taller than Jack. I think Jack's only 6'1", 6'2". Simmons really? is 6'4", 6'5". Hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, good point. Uh, let's let's go to my uh, number four. I had uh, Derek Brown, D-tackle for the Panthers, out of Auburn. Uh, Panthers lost a lot uh, defensively. Luke Keekley, Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe. Uh, what was that corner that they lost? Um went to the Giants. Oh, Bradbury? Bradbury, yeah. Uh, so there's a lot for him to pick up. Uh, he definitely could have been higher. And he went number seven? Yes, I believe. Uh, but he could have went higher in a normal draft class. Um, but, yeah, he's going to be a freak. He's going to be used right away. I'm excited to see how Derek Brown turns out. Uh, Rio? Oh, I had Derek Brown as well as my number four. I think we have the same... Top four so far? I think it's first time done. Yeah. But like you said, Derek Brown, he was SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Mm -hmm. A lot of good defensive players in the SEC. And also like joining a Panthers draft class where they drafted only defensive players. I, mean, I don't know. That's probably been done before, but that just baffled me. Yeah, uh, I think the Packers might, might have done it a couple of years ago. 
Mm. I could be wrong on that, but no, yeah, but it really it makes sense for the Panthers because they have some good pieces on offense, and also they bring in a Matt Rule who uh, brought in Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator at LSU. Yeah, huge. He signed Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, you got McCaffrey, you got DJ Moore. You really don't need to address the offense. Yeah. So they went the defensive route, and then bringing in Derek Brown as their number one pick, and well, seventh overall pick, but their number one, their first round pick. That's huge for them because they need a D tackle like that. Yeah, they lost, I think, three D tackles this offseason. McCoy, uh, McCoy, and Poe. So. Yeah, I forgot about Poe. Yeah, and weirdly, they both went to the Cowboys too. That is weird. I mean, McCoy's out now, but yeah. Uh, Joe, give me your number four. Well, I got Derek Brown as well. Let's go. Yeah, you guys cover it pretty well, I think. All right. Uh, number five, Riha. I'm afraid this is probably where uh, we're parting ways. I have a uh, Yatur Gross Matos, Penn State uh, DN, now to the Carolina Panthers. Got back to back Panthers now. Uh, same reason for Brown. Lot missing. Uh, seeing him, Brian Burns, and. Uh, Derek Brown on the defensive line should be interesting. Should tell uh, what the future holds for the Panthers. Could be a maybe San Francisco in the making. Oh, a little situation there. Yeah, but I think uh, Gross Matos fell quite a bit. Uh, not sure why. A lot of mocks had him going first round. Yeah, so I think it was probably a steal by them. Probably, and they have a. Really good young corners, who the Panthers do. Mm-hmm. Like he's a second or third year guy. I mean, that's just a young defense who I'm really excited to watch them. Yeah. To be honest. A young defense like that, and then Joe Brady, calm plays. Let's be honest. You're excited to see every NFL team. I am. <laughs> I just love the NFL. Fair. All right, give me your number five, Reha. Number five, A.J. Terrell. Mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons corner, drafted out of Clemson. Uh, Falcons got rid of Desmond Trufant, who was the guy there for probably the last six years, I'd assume, six or seven years. You bring in a young corner like A.J. Terrell, who played high-level football on a perennial powerhouse, really. They were in the the top four every year for the last how many years? Mm -hmm. And he's been a lockdown corner. And, you know, I'm excited. I don't – they drafted him about where he's supposed to go. Yeah. I mean, Uh, 16? Yep. I mean, some people are really high on him. Some people weren't, but I think it's a good fit, and it's obviously what the Falcons needed. Yeah, definitely a team need. Uh, Joe, you're number five. My number five. <clears throat> I have uh, Anton Winfield, oh. safety for Tampa Bay. I think he's a strong player if he can stay healthy, and uh, that Tampa Bay defense, I think he'll feel, you know, fit in pretty well there. Yeah, just another good addition that they made during the offseason, besides uh, the Brady and Gronk one. Wait, what? I said just another good addition that they made, besides the Brady and Gronk one. Brady and Gronk went to Tampa Bay? Really? Yeah. Wait, are we breaking yeah. news here on Scoop Podcast? I did not hear this. Where, are you, is this inside information, Jacob? The Tampa Bay Gronkineers. No. Nope. little cheesy, <laughs> but... All right, joke's over. Move on. I ruined it. Uh, I'll go uh, number six here. Uh, I have Trevon Diggs, uh, cornerback out of uh, Bama, going to the Cowboys. Uh, Secondary is a weak spot for the Dallas' defense. And uh, grabbing Diggs in the second round, 
blessing for him because I mean, C.D. Lamb just fell into their lap. You hey, can't pass that up. No, might as well uh, pick up Trevon Diggs for the Crimson Tide and damn, yeah, what a fit. You got Jerry Jones, yeah. C.D. Lamb's on the board. He's like, fuck, can't pass know? that one up here. <laughs> you saw him laughing, I'm having a good old time on my yacht. Uh, Got that oil money. Do you know any other corners for the Cowboys? Honestly, I I'm can't sure think of any. sure we have some fans. Top, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. Yeah. Which Is Diggs? Okay, I'll just go in. He's my number six as well. Oh, nice. But is he corner or safety? He's corner. Corner. Because I know he played safety at Alabama. Yeah. A little bit of safety, but it's what they need. They need safeties and corners. They might be picking up Earl Thomas. Maybe. I don't know. I'm assuming Jerry really wants Earl Thomas, and then McCarthy's like, well, I don't know about that. Yeah, or uh, doesn't his son do, like, the GM stuff? Or Yeah, Jerry and he's his son president. together. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know, Dad. He sells tickets. Well, Jerry wanted to draft fucking Baker May or uh, Johnny Manziel. Yeah. And, his son and the, the kid goes out, we better get Zach Martin. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Dodged a bolt there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but going go back to Diggs, or oh, yeah. you say something? No, go for it. Oh, but going back to Diggs, I mean, it fills a void. They needed that. Fills a void there. Uh, another guy that probably could have been underdrafted, I think. Yeah, definitely. Especially in such a stacked one. You saw a lot of first-round talent go to the second round. For sure. Like, guys like Diggs, Delpit, and uh, Winfield, I mean, I thought they all kind of fell. In the draft. Mm-hmm. I Xavier mean, McKinney fell. He was yeah, he did. first round. Um, gross Matos. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the pick a lot, and really it's what they needed. Yeah. Also, the younger brother of uh, Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Think yeah. that helps them at all? I don't know. I mean, he probably been training with NFL guys forever. Yeah. Might have a step up in the, you know, he's probably a young kid in college going to train with Stefan. Yeah. He's a hell of a training partner. Where did uh, Stefan Diggs go to college at? He went to, I think, South... No, Maryland or South Carolina. I can't remember. I think it's... Maryland sounds better than South Carolina. Yeah. Huh. I'll get on that real quick. All right, Joe, um, give me your number six. Uh, I had Trevon Days as well. Yeah, oh. Spawn went to Maryland. Oh, he did go to Maryland? Yep. All right, he was on it. Big Ten Insider. Big... There you go. That's why you... we uh, need Joe on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, you have any insight about Trevon, or we no cover more than it? you guys do. <laughs> All right, I'll get to my uh, number seven then. I had AJ Terrell, uh, cornerback, Clemson, Atlanta Falcons. Desmond Trufant gone. Terrell's position to uh, produce for a Falcons team that's probably going to be on the field a lot. Struggle defensively. He'll get his numbers. It's a good first piece. I'm. Not sold on the Falcons defense at no. all, but like I was—I forgot to mention earlier—it's impact. He's gonna be on the field, yeah, a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's gonna make an impact. Yeah, he was uh, drafted. Yeah, yeah, you basically nailed it. Impact, uh, Joe. Let's go with your number seven. My number seven, I got Terrell also there. Um, you know, like you guys said, he's gonna see the field early. He's gonna do pretty well, I think. All right, Maria. My number seven? Yes. I had Javon Kinlaw. All right. He tackle San Francisco 49ers. So, 
he was drafted 13th overall, and that was via trade from the Indianapolis Colts. The Niners sent DeForest Buckner to the Colts for Kinlaw. And I think that was the best situation for both teams to have. It really was. So for the 49ers, they could not afford to pay Buckner when his contract was up. Especially with Eric Armstead needing a extension. Kittle got the extension, you saw. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to have to re-sign Fred Warner. A lot of guys. And the Colts, on the other hand, have a ton of cap room. And they're looking for young players that yeah, they can pay them. With I that mean, 13th pick, you need to hit. Guess what? They hit with DeForest Buckner. Yes, they did. And then, on the other hand, the 49ers, with Kinlaw, like, everyone's saying so far in camp, like, they're so impressed with them. And really, they have defensive linemen. I mean, DeForest Buckner's obviously really good, but mm-hmm. their defensive line was so deep that... They were rotating they get, so much. Can they get by without Buckner? Yeah. I mean, let's say Kinlaw doesn't hit. Mm-hmm. They still have pieces there. But I do think I had Kinlaw number seven. I do think he will hit. I think smartest move ever by John Lynch making that trade and drafting a guy like Kinlaw. Yeah, I'm going to add on to that because I did have Kinlaw number eight. Uh, Joe, did I do your number seven? Yeah, I had uh, Terrell. Okay. Uh, yeah, with their heavy rotations and stuff... Kinlaw could be one of the more uh, consistent rookies. Probably won't be the best. There's a lot of talent around him. But being consistent and uh, just getting those opportunities with like such a stacked D-line, yeah, it's a good spot for him. Well, that what you just said opened up another thing. Like, I mean, you touched you basically said it there, but Bosa is going to be getting the attention. Armstead's going to be getting the attention. D. I mean, Ford. D. Ford's going to be getting the attention. Kinlaw's going to Roam free? I mean, who knows until he yeah. proves himself. Like that's a good situation to be in. Yeah, could lead uh, league in D tackle sacks at the beginning of the year, then they pick up on it. Very well, could first four weeks could be Kinlaw. All right, give me your number eight, uh, Rio. Uh, Jeff Gladney, a cornerback out of TCU for the Minnesota Vikings. Another situation where the Vikings lose their starting corners. Excuse me. Gladney comes in as a rookie, first-round pick. Probably going to start right away, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah, because they lost a lot. They did. They lost Trey Waynes, Kinsey Alexander. And Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes, yeah. They lost their top three corners. So they're going to have to replace them. And, you know, Gladney, he's going to have to prove himself. And he's going to come in. He's going to start right away. I think he will, though. I think he'll do well. I think they'll hit on that pick. Uh, taking off of rookies a little bit, heard Xavier Rhodes looks pretty good at the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, he's coming into a system where it's like not so much man to man. Play a little more zone. They're gonna do things that he's like comfortable doing. And you know, he had a rough year at the Vikings, but from what I've heard, everyone loves him in Indianapolis. He he's a pro. He's a pro, and it's also like that signing. It's a veteran presence to an extremely young defense. Having someone like that, you know, to guide these younger guys mm-hmm. is clutch. And uh, I listened to an interview with uh, the coach GM, Chris Ballard, and, you know, he said Xavier Rhodes has taken all these guys under his wing and has done a great job with them. And that's what you want on a guy like that, you know. Yeah. A guy who's been an all-pro player coming in is going to make an impact, maybe not the same Xavier Rhodes we saw four or five years ago. But, I mean, if he can take these young guys and develop them, help them develop, 
That's huge. That's why you sign veteran guys like that. Mm-hmm. It's not because their impact on the field; it's their impact in the locker room. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Joe, you want to give me your number eight? Uh, I had Kinlaw as well there for the 49ers, and I think you guys covered that pretty good. So move right along. All right, number nine, I had Jeff Gladney. We talked about it. Minnesota needs help in the secondary. Um, you're number nine, Rio. I had the guy from that went to Carolina. I can't pronounce his name. D.N. Oh, uh, Gross Matos? Yep, that guy. Uh, like we said, maybe could have been a first-round pick, kind of fell back. Panthers might have got a steal there. And he's coming in on a young D-line that could make some noise the next couple years here. You ready for it? Bush. No free shout-outs. Yeah, this podcast is not sponsored by Bush Light, but it'd be <laughs> fucking awesome if it was. It'd be cool if we did. <laughs> Shout-out Bush Light for feeling us for this podcast. All right. Shout-out Miller Light. Oh, Joe. You ruined it. Beer. <laughs> All right, Joe, give me your number nine. My number nine, I had Gross Matos as well. All right. Covered pretty well. That's our Big Ten Insider. Big Ten Insider Husker Joe here with the take. You bet. All right, let's go with my number 10. I got Antone Winfield, Jr. Another addition for Tampa Bay. Great offseason. Uh, definitely going to make the Bucks defense surprisingly good. I, I still don't, like, they finished pretty well last year. So I think people are sleeping on them still. I do too. I mean, they got the edge rushers. They got the run stoppers. Their uh, secondary developed over time, uh, and they were one of the best at the end of last season. Now they're just not put in sh- shitty situations with uh, well, James Winston turning the ball over. Team the ball in the twenty yard line. Yeah. So, yeah, defense should be good. Winfield should get a uh, some good opportunities. He's not going to win Rookie of the Year, but he'll definitely be a we'll instant make an impact. impact. Uh, Joe, give me your number ten. My number ten for NFC. I have Khalil Davis in Tampa Bay, D tackle. He's going to light the world on fire. I, I spoke earlier when I uh, mentioned Carlos Davis, actually his twin. <laughs> that Carlos is probably the second best player that defensive player drafted, and Khalil was actually the number one. Many people thought it was probably Chase Young, but it was actually Khalil Davis. Is he is he gonna be swimming in sacks like Carlos? What's that? Is he gonna be swimming in sacks like Carlos? No, he's gonna drowning. Quarterbacks. Drowning in sacks. Right. Between him and Sue. Big sack guy. Offensive lines won't know what to do, but you know, there's just so much going on. Two Nebraska boys on the same D line. I don't think the NFL has ever seen something like that. That's a lot of corn fed shit, Joe. Forty-five sacks combined this year. Forty-five. They're bro- both breaking the record. Dude, we may not look good, but we're gonna fuck no, you up. Combined. Wow. All yeah. right. He's the next Vince Wilford style. Just big. Eats up the run blocks. Just kills it. Goes after the quarterback. Does it all. All right, uh, Reha, you're number ten. All right. I don't know if this is loud, but I had two number tens. All right. Antoine Winfield Jr. You boys covered that. Yep. Perfect, I thought. Also had Cam Dantzler, rookie corner for the Vikings. I believe he was a third-round pick. Like we talked about the Vikings secondary. Everyone's gone. 
I mean, he's going to come in. He's probably going to have to play right away. Where did you say he was out of? I can't remember what college okay. he's out of, but third-round pick. Uh, reports I've heard from camp is looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Maybe not like a superstar, but definitely going to probably play right away. Awesome. And it's what they need. So. All right, you got any honorable mentions, Riha? I had... Jalen Johnson, a corner from the Bears out of Utah. Oh, yeah, I've heard really good things about him. So he's probably might start. Yeah. Him and Fuller might be the two corners. Yeah. I don't know too much about him, but just the fact that he's going to start right away as a rookie. I think he's a second-round pick. Okay. And I also had Jeremy Chin, a safety for the Carolina Panthers. Okay. Another guy they said could throw his way into the starting role. Excellent. Joe, any honorable mentions? Yeah, I, I had Jalen Johnson as well. Coming in on that defense opposite Kyle Fuller and Khalil Mack on the D line, I think he's in a spot where he has the chance to succeed if he wants to, you know, he could. And then uh, Jordan Brooks, linebacker for Seattle, I think he's uh, someone to watch. I don't know how big he'll be, but I think, you know, someone to pay attention to. That that was one, like, I didn't know if you guys were going to have him in your top 10, but he's a first round pick. Yeah, he was 27, 28. Yeah, it was a weird pick for me. Like, I just. I don't know too much about him. Yeah, kind of a weird build. Like he's kind of shorter. I don't know how he fits into that, but yeah, they he must have saw something in him. He was one of my honorable mentions out of uh, Texas Tech. Uh, good fit. I mean, Seahawks are known for their uh, linebackers, so uh, that's good. But there's been so many changes to to uh, the Seattle defense. I just didn't know where to put him, if I should put him. And then I also had Xavier McKinney. Um, would have been in it if he stayed healthy. Yeah, and then back to Seattle, like, with Jamal Adams' versatility, you can move him up to linebacker. So how many linebackers are you going to play? I mean, they have K.J. Wright. Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner. Do you see uh, Brown signed? Um, oh, shoot. Who won the Super Bowl MVP the year that the Seahawks won it? Um. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. What are you saying? Oh, it's going to say Joe, get on that. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, please. Why, yeah, while you're on that, Joe, Jacob, who do you think is going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year for AFC? AFC? Hmm. Let me look at my list real quick just so. Damn it. Malcolm Smith. Malcolm Smith? Yeah, they just signed Malcolm Smith. I don't know the... Oh, here it is. Uh, for the AFC, I... Well... Call me crazy on this one. I think it's going to be uh, K-Long Kyson. I like that pick. Yeah. What about you, Joe? Well, <clears throat> for the AFC, I have uh, Carlos Davis out of Pittsburgh. <laughs> All right, I can see that. With your reasons, reasons uh, totally understandable. Yep. All right, mine, uh, Kristen Fulton. That's a ballsy one. It is ballsy. No, NFC. Uh, Chase Young. Yep. Joe? NFC, you know, a lot of people are going to go Chase Young this year, but I have a dark horse. I think it's going to be Khalil Davis out of Tampa Bay. <laughs> Drowning sacks. Mine is uh, Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, that's a good one. 
I think just uh, sack numbers yeah. correlate better with like tackles. I, I think it's one of those. Well, one of the three between Young, Simmons, and Okudo. Yeah. And Khalil. <laughs> and Khalil. When the last time in the sack master uh, rookie of the year got won by a corner? That'd be an interesting. I don't know. I don't. Who won last year? Uh, Bosa well, obviously so, NFC and then. Bosa and uh, I don't know. Wasn't Devin Bush? Was it? No. I can't remember. I can't remember either. But yeah, at least Stephon Gilmore actually won uh, Defense Player of the Year as a corner. Stud. Really is. They trade for him. Was he at the Bills and they traded? Or they no, the Bills him? let him go and then we just signed him. That baffles me. Why did the Bills let him go? We're good at picking up uh, inner division people and making them. Well, fuck, what if the Bills had what's-his-name and then Gilmore? Oh, Drew Davis? Yeah! White. Yeah. And it's not like they're swamped with... Uh, or they're, It's not like they're short of cap space. No. That'd be a deadly combo. That might just push them over the edge. Yeah. So far, offense, defense, great. All right, well, that's the show. Um, I do want to express how much we do enjoy uh, doing these episodes. And uh, while we do our own episodes, we want to hear from the listeners about what we should talk about. And possibly, if we could talk to them, uh, give us an email, thescoopandscore at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what we should talk about. Let us know if you want to be on the podcast. We'd like to have guests. Yeah, hell, we can have a podcast. You can call in. If you want to talk about something, we'll fucking talk about it. Yeah. Um, Don't know why I cuss so much there, but... <laughs> follow us on at Scoop Podcast on Twitter. Uh, tweet at us. We let let you know when new episodes are out. And on Instagram. Uh, we're having t-shirts coming in next week. Going to be putting up the winners on Instagram and probably Twitter, too. And you know what I was thinking? Like, it would be a cool idea, guys? If we did, like, an Instagram Live episode. Oh, we're... Yeah. Boy. We're doing our shit? Yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah, maybe just week one, we talk about the games. I wouldn't mind doing a YouTube... Uh, YouTube deal, either. Yeah. Put it on YouTube, you know. But also, uh, our Big Ten insider, Husker Joe, still needs a team. I still do. I was wondering if you guys had if you guys had any updates on that. Nope, still one. Still one uh one suggestion. That was the Bills. <laughs> Shout him out. Shout out Thomas Scram, yeah, my little brother. Good. He's a he's a big listener. Loves it. Good. He wants to be on the show. He'll probably be on the show here soon. We'll see. Hell yeah. Yeah, get uh comfortable with uh the Bills Joe so that you can talk some Bills football with him. Well, it's not over yet. We'll see. There's a few in the running still. I'm guessing it's between Bengals and Bills. Yeah, you like the Bengals. I know you want to be a Bengals fan, Joe. There's, there, I'm not saying anything. But you should just come out and out be like, there. I'm a Bengals fan. And you put there's it on Instagram. We'll, we'll see how it goes, all right? I know. I just want to hear from the fans first, you know? Let I, them have their input, you know? Let's, let's see what's going on. And remember, I, if you guys do it enough, enough uh, people uh, tweet, email, uh, tag us and stuff... That you want him to be a Bills fan, Joe will go through a table. On fire. 
On fire. Oh, oh, okay. Well, now hold on. On fire? Yes. My dad's the uh, mayor of Guthrie stip- Center. We could do it just at that four way. That's a stipulation. It has to be on I'll fire. I'll talk to my insurance company about that. <laughs> Joe does have bad back, bad knees, bad that. hips. <laughs> uh, what, what if he breaks the table but underneath is a mattress? Ooh. Well, I'll still be on yeah, fire. Yeah, but what if the mattress <laughs> I'll still be on fire. What if the mattress catches on fire? That's a good call. That's why I like having you guys on the podcast. Keep me from saying crazy shit. Oh, oh hell. Yeah. Here all day. Oh, boy. All right, well, try and follow us. Uh, let your fr- friends and uh, family know. And uh, this is Joe, Cole, and Jacob signing off. Peace, bitches. <laughs>